did I change my life for the first <laughs> We literally sat for like five minutes. We're like, I don't even know if I'm better. Like, is my life better? Am I like, better? Um... <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to an all-new year, <laughs> to a new year of No Shoes, Please. We're back stronger than ever. What's up? What's up? We made it through 2020. I don't know how, but we're here. Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> Not me. We always do that one. Different years, same jokes. We have a lot of exciting stuff coming your way this year. Yeah. New podcast episode ideas and hopefully getting more feedback from you guys on what you want to hear seems like you guys like to hear us cry (laughs) so we're gonna get real personal Mm -hmm. and we hope you cry with us this year that's our goal if you haven't already cried listening to driver's license will make you cry you know what the sad part about that song is not 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 the heartbreak not not the lyric what 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 rita what's the sad part about that song (laughs) It's the fact that we can't even listen to it while riding in our car because we don't have our licenses. Keeping in mind, a 17-year-old has a driver's license and us at 22 and 23 don't. So it's fine. that's where we're at now, guys, in our, in our yeah. lives. Well, speaking of Gen Z, we have a very special Gen Z joining us here today. Our first ever podcast guest on No Shoes, Please is... My sister! <laughs> and the person talking is Rita. So yeah, it's Rita's sister. <laughs> my sister, Safa. <laughs> um, say hello, Safa. Hi, I'm Safa. Um, yeah, I'm I'm Rita's sister. Always living in her shadow, I guess. But I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm here. Ouch. <laughs> All right. Well, t- tell us a little bit about yourself besides that you live in also, my shadow. Also, welcome. <laughs> welcome to No Shoes, please. Thank yeah. you. We're excited to have you. Thank I'm you. Excited I'm excited to, to be here. Um, this is the only podcast I listen to because it's the funniest one. And I'm not Aww. just saying that because it's my sister's podcast, but it is actually very funny. It keeps me very entertained. And I do look forward to it. So, yeah. I did not pay my sister to say that, guys. She actually thinks <laughs> I'm not holding up a script in front of her to say these things. So, <laughs> t- t- tell us a little about yourself. What do you want the people to to know about you? Um. Well, I'm She's single. <laughs> no, that's you. That's you. No, no. <laughs> You're pimping out your sister on our podcast. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, well, I'm 17. Or no, I'm sorry. I'm 16. I'm almost 17. Um, on the 30th of January, by the way, if anyone, everyone, anyone wants to know that. There's honestly, I don't know what to say about myself. I feel like there's not much about me that's super interesting. But I mean, she's so shy. Let me sell my sister no, to no. you guys really quickly. <laughs> okay, fine, go ahead if you want. She grew up with three older siblings, me and two older brothers, so she's just mature beyond her years. 
she's also stronger than anyone growing up with Rita. Um, <laughs> that in itself <laughs> is, a, is a strength. <laughs> oh, man. Excuse me? I raised this child. Anyways, she's a big fan of good music and good style. So if you have those two things, you might almost qualify to be her friend. She is an avid K- K-pop um, fan in particular. Yes. Which, which, band, which band would you want to to recommend to our listeners? <laughs> um, well, of course, I love BTS. Um, I love them so, so much. <laughs> and it goes way beyond their music, too. It's, it's a lot about who they are as people and their message and what they preach. So don't make fun of people who listen to K-pop because we know the good stuff. <laughs> You're just not there yet. That's bad. <laughs> Korean Korean culture, like pop culture, music, movies, TV. Yeah, yeah all just, of it. It is unparalleled. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I've known Safa as long as I've known Rita. And in my eyes, you are still like eight years old. All of a sudden, you're like a full-grown teenager with much better style than anyone that I know. No. Like, what? Yeah. I wish I had your like vibe and aesthetic when I was your age. <laughs> Serena has basically watched her grow up and now she knows honestly more things that we do, which is a little scary. <laughs> yeah, I think um, one of the scariest things I realized about you, Safa, is that you beat both me and Rita at Incoherent. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Like, well, the, it was the, the dirty, dirty theme. The red <laughs> I had to ask you what, like, a whipped cream is or something like that. I don't even know what oh, God. a whoopee. <laughs> I don't remember. A cream pie. There we go. Cream pie, cream pie. That's oh my was. God, Serena. That's what it was. This has become an explicit podcast. Oh my God. Because you invited me on here. My God. We're, we're just getting all vulnerable and exposing ourselves. That's what it's about. <laughs> Sorry. It's not Sorry, sorry we're dry, dragging you down to us. Oh my god, that's hilarious. But basically, we wanted to bring my sister on because, we, we, you know, me and Serena, we don't think we're that old, but when we hear what's trendy and what's going on, we feel like we don't know anything. So, yeah, we wanted like a different perspective. And we, we kind of wanted to know what people my sister's age want to know about us <laughs> and what they think about yeah. us. We asked Safa so, um, to ask us some questions um related to life and everything in between (laughs) so they're really good questions honestly like you've got us like stunned when we looked at it we're like wow thought provoking but hopefully we'll we'll answer to the best of our ability (laughs) but i think rita you can explain why we don't necessarily classify as a gen z but we don't also classify as a millennial it's very confusing on yeah. top of our already existing identity crisis. So many identity crises. So a lot of people are going to say that we are Gen Z because we're born in like 97, 98, and, you know, we're on that cusp. But it's it's honestly, we don't relate to Gen Z at all because we grew up with like, we, we saw Facebook like become introduced. Like these Gen Z kids never had Facebook, like never used it. So it's like a weird like in between. Like I remember getting my first smartphone was like a flip phone. And like you just like text at the full text keyboard. So there's so many like little niche things that I think 
just separate us from being Gen Z. So that's why we don't we don't want to be classified as that, and that's why we want this other actual Gen Z perspective. We're like your first one was an iPhone, so it's so it's so different. Yeah. And with that, so Safa, what was your first question for us? What do you want to know? I guess I really want to know what you guys wish you would have known as a high school senior, and if there's anything like you maybe like regret or maybe things you just wish someone told you that no one did. I think an advice I would give my high school senior self is to not compare yourself with other people. In particular, like in our grade, we had really successful and overachieving like students. And it would just be easy for me to put that pressure on myself, especially like when college admissions were were coming I would be like wow like why I need to go to like a name recognition school or like I need to get this certain score for my SATs to be even like considered smart or successful and it just put a lot of like unnecessary pressure and stress on myself as like an 18 year old and also the fact that everyone is going through their own challenges and measure success differently and you need to just compare yourself with who you were and who you want to be another advice is that it's okay if you don't know what you want to do in college and in life because there is no way that an 18 year old should be able to determine what passion they want to do or like what major they want to do so like being undeclared or undecided is totally okay. Like, I don't think there should be a question of like, what's your dream job or like, what's your path or career? Because this is the time where you should just be able to figure it out. And people yeah. just need to hear that more in high school. Yeah, I agree. What what makes you so uncertain about senior year? Like what, what stresses you out the most? Well, personally, I mean, I am kind of like what Serena mentioned, like I do tend to measure my success based on purely what my grades are and what my um, what my SAT score will be. And so I feel like I really close my mind and on that only and I don't really think about who I am as a person or I guess what makes me up other than my academic achievements. So going into mm-hmm. senior year it's like I know I'm gonna have to talk about myself and my application and kind of build myself up I guess and I don't really know how to do that unfortunately yeah well the biggest piece of advice I would give then is just like all you can be is be yourself like you have enough experiences whatever that looks like whether it be it in class like outside of class you just have to be like honest and true to yourself and I think that just shows in your writing and that just, you know, like high school is, isn't that, isn't that important after you graduate? Like no one, no one's going to ask you about anything you did in high school. Mm-hmm. So don't worry too much about what makes you up in terms of high school stuff. Like, like the clubs you're in or what you do, like none of this matters. It's just like, you just need to figure out what makes you happy and where you want to go that would make you happy. And I think everything else will just fall into place. Yeah. And you are more than your grades. <laughs> Yeah, you're Do so not much more identify than yourself with like a report card or a GPA because obviously like even colleges look more for that in their applicants. Yeah. Like, you are more than that. 
So I can testify to that. You're you're an amazing human, and you just gotta own that, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Serena. And you can apply that same logic to like being in your twenties. Yeah. Like, don't let every experience or like grades in college define you. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And like, my, another piece of advice I would also give you is that some of your friends will stay your friends forever and some of them won't and that's okay so like don't hold on to everything you loved about high school and hope that hope that like continues forever because that's not realistic high school (laughs) is a is gonna be one big chapter in your life and you know chapters end and some some of those things like carry forward to the next chapter in your life and some don't just be okay with that you know just take life as it comes don't be too stressed or don't be you know don't plan too much in the future just because obviously the future is uncertain but there's one thing that you can be certain about and it's yourself and just really solidify your identity and who you are and yeah everything will fall into everything will fall into place and honestly if you know who you are going to college like you're already ahead of everybody else like regardless of if you have your major declared or you don't like Finding yourself in college is so difficult. So if you know who you are before that, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> and if you don't, college will definitely teach you that. <laughs> that's yeah. very true. Also, popular kids are not a thing in high school, so don't even worry about that. Yeah. Like, you will, these people will peak in high school, so you will never have to think of them ever again. Like, I wish I could t- tell myself when I was a high school senior just the high, the popular kids, whatever you identify them as, just seriously, you will never talk to them and you will never think never. about them after graduation. And they'll all look exactly the same <laughs> while you keep glowing up. I swear to God, uh, I like, I live, I, I lived through that like statement. People <laughs> that have peaked in high school, you can just tell that they've peaked in high school and that was it. That was yeah. their claim to fame. So. Whereas, like, you know, other people, you know, like us, <laughs> we just keep blossoming and blooming and we show everyone up while the other people have, like, wrinkles by 26. You know what I mean? Like, back. we're doing okay. Again, tying it back to not comparing yourself to other people. And it's, it's also relative. I feel like when you're in high school, that's all that matters yeah. to you. Like, it seems like like that whole world is – you get so engulfed by it. Is that how you feel, Safa? I mean, to be honest – Everyone in my grade, I feel like, already ignores those people. And we kind of all just know that they don't matter. (laughs) Even though they make themselves, you know, they try to look really intimidating. And they think they have some kind of social status above you. But everyone knows they don't matter. So (laughs) it's fine. Well, that's good. Yeah. You're more educated yeah. than us. At you're, you're one step further <laughs> than we were. So. Yeah. They're still annoying, though. Don't get me oh, wrong. Man. They'll be obnoxious. Yeah. They definitely piss us off, but it's fine. Do you want to at some people? <laughs> no. Yeah. At some people right <laughs> yeah, now. No. Like, I you can you tell who's petty. <laughs> I'm not holding a grudge. Uh, next question. <laughs> so my next question, again, tying in with senior year, I think about college a lot now, and it's uh, kind of really sinking in that I'm going to be going to college soon. And one of my main concerns is just how do you get friends? Like, how do you build a friend group that you trust and, like, genuinely love being around? Great question. I would say the first thing is just to remember 
that everyone is also trying to make friends. So just keep that in mind. Like nobody is going to college with friends already. Nobody has anyone. So everyone is going to have that same mindset where they're like, how do I make friends? So don't stress out about that. And like in, in a general sense, like don't worry about coming off, coming across as like weird or like trying too hard to be someone's friend. Like everyone's just trying to be someone's friend. Like, so you just go with the flow and just see who you vibe with. And also on top of that, um, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. The thing about college is that like everyone's trying to figure out who they are and, you know, you will figure out who you are. And the way to do that is to like join clubs, organizations that interest you, like even in the slightest, um, attend events and just say yes a lot to like social stuff. Um, like say yes more than saying no Um, and that's how you'll meet like-minded people and like interesting people and you know that's how you that's just how you got to put yourself out there you definitely won't make friends if you're like you know in your own world all the time so you you definitely like there is there has to be like a push Um, you have to give yourself a little push but it will get a huge reward for that and that is like a a solid group of friends Um, yeah so what what are you expecting in college? I'm curious. Like what are what are the fears? What are the what's what's kind of making you think about this? I mean, I'm just so introverted. I I have a very small group of friends and even within my groups of friends, I have people I talk to more. I don't know if I'll be able to get out of my comfort zone or try something new, but I mean, I realize now that's probably the most like effective way that I could get friends so I'll have to try that you're not going to be the only introvert I mean don't think of like being introverted as a disadvantage like you know you get to see people that you know you'll vibe with and then just like reach out to them and definitely like don't be afraid to ask for their contact this the minute that you meet them and know that you guys like vibe well yeah you just gotta like lock in those people just so you don't lose them, you know, because yeah. I'm sure they want to do the same too, but like maybe they're too scared to ask you for their contact. So, And I always give this example of like, the, like my friend Fizza, shout out to Fizza. I met her the first, like our, our first Pakistani Student Association meeting freshman year. It was like the first week of school and I just sat next to her and we started talking and we just mm-hmm. vibed. And then we left the club, we like got ice cream and then she was like, hey, like, I like me and my roommate are going to this one thing on Saturday, like a movie night. You should come. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. And then four four and a half years later, we're still friends. So it's like, you know, it's like sometimes it's just like go with the flow. You, you'll never know who you'll meet and say yes to everything, like Serena yeah. said. Okay. Yeah. We'll do. We'll do. I'll try that. <laughs> <laughs> College isn't that scary. Every Everyone is trying to put up a front like they know what they're doing, but no one knows what. No one knows. <laughs> And if you need reassurance, we will give you that reassurance. Like, don't worry. No one knows what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. So make it till you make this. I guess the next thing I've been wondering, uh, especially with uh, when, like, lockdown happened and just 2020 in general, um, do you believe in, like, romanticizing life and making most of the little things you experience? Or just, like, how has, or if you do, how has, romanticizing life helped you? Dude, this is like one of the hardest questions I've ever been. <laughs> so, uh. 
I personally am like a romanticist in, in, in general. general. <laughs> I, I like to romanticize about things and that may be a good thing or bad thing, depending on what I <laughs> depending on what, what that is. Um but I'd say it is good to romanticize life in certain aspects and some things shouldn't be romanticized. And to unpack that, like, I think it is good to romanticize like the small things in life, like celebrate life in itself. Like a good explanation, a good explanation is like in the movie Soul where, you know, there was a scene where the character was just like appreciating how the leaves were falling and how, the sounds of the city were so chaotic yet so beautiful and that just like reminds you of like living in the present and I think in this like world and society of like ever-changing and dynamic at like such a fast and dynamic pace it's it's nice to just stand still and just like notice things around you and that's how I like to romanticize life is just like acknowledging that like wow like today's a beautiful day like things may be going to shit but like it is a beautiful day like the sun is shining or like the smell of like the crisp weather is is amazing and just reminds you of living like I sound so cheesy right now but like you have to romanticize life in order to love living like in order to love life in itself right yeah especially with corona and quarantine when there's nothing happening nothing flashy or glamorous like no trips no vacations well I mean if you're smart no (laughs) vacations to take um and things like that so I think just finding joy in the small things and speaking of soul like that movie it it kind of reminded me that you know the purpose of life is not to find your purpose the purpose is just to live Mm -hmm. and be live your fullest life and have be gracious for your existence and I think that's the biggest thing and for me that is important when going through everything because you need to that there needs to be some driving force to make it through every day and if you kind of appreciate those little things I think that helps you get through every day (laughs) but there are some things that I'd say people might romanticize too much and that yeah in like let's say relationships in a partner you might overlook the bad traits or their their severe flaws because you're romanticizing an image in your head that you might feel is is like perfect for you so mm-hmm. essentially like fuck boys <laughs> oh, okay yeah okay <laughs> don't romanticize uh, dude, dude it's so easy to romanticize because like I know, like, when I was reading, like, young adult fiction and was, like, oh my. bad boy with his, like, leather jacket, like, walking toward, like, unbothered, but then looks at you, um, like, you're his everything, like, but he, then treats you like crap. Yeah like, yeah, like, he's a terrible person to everyone but you, but in reality, he's just as toxic exactly. to you. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's it's a overdone cliche, but people continue to romanticize it, and I feel like that's so toxic. Yeah. But I mean, Safa, why and, why did you ask us if you believe in romanticizing? Like, do you think that you yeah. don't do it enough or that you do it too often? Or what's your thoughts on that? Sometimes I feel like I do it too often. I also think it has helped me a lot throughout like quarantine because 
I started appreciating like very little minor things like, oh, the sun is like shining really bright today. I really like that. That puts me in a great mood. Or, oh, the sound of the rain is so nice. It's so calming. Or like, you know, just random stuff like that. But then sometimes I get really in my head and I start over romanticizing things and like raise my standards and expectations for things like really high. Like men. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Don't we all? (laughs) If you watch K dramas or if you listen to K pop or if you, I don't know, if you watch anime or anything like that, your standards for men are skyrocketing above everyone else's. So I will just say that. That's funny. But yeah, that's it was just kind of on my mind, I guess. I wanted to get your guys' input on it. That's interesting. I mean, I I obviously romanticize things in my head <laughs> and take them much farther than I need mm. to. As long as it's not like a toxic, unhealthy thing that you're romanticizing, like a fuckboy or like unreciprocated love. I think, yeah, those things are just not yeah. good at all for anyone. Yeah. Well, you just said you're like a romantic. And like, I think I was a romantic at one point in my life but I think I was blasted with reality in college and like therapy so now I'm like a, like a tragic realist <laughs> I see. um yeah so it's like in that sense like because I grew up romanticizing unhealthy things like the unreciprocated love like oh my god like he's secretly in love with me but he's not like oh yeah. my god like that was so unnecessary but I did it <laughs> um Things like that, I think just it also just creates that creates unhealthy expectations mm-hmm. versus like if you like romanticize about a really nice guy who communicates very well with you and treats you like yeah. a queen, that leads to like healthy expectations. So I think it's they're like two polar opposites of what you could be romanticizing. Oh, but yeah, that, that I mean, that's such a good question because there's so much to unpack. And I feel like no one asks themselves that question enough or ever. Like, how would you know if you're romanticizing life unless unless you, like, stop and, like, reflect on that, right? But in a nutshell, I think it's good in healthy doses. <laughs> so um, my next question is, what are the scariest parts about entering adulthood? Even though you guys are, like, just entering it yourselves, what have you encountered recently? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> If adulthood was a phobia, like legally, I would have it. I'd be diagnosed. I have adultophobia. I want to be young forever. I just feel like you you grow up being like, I want to be an adult and I want to do whatever I want. And, you know, you forget that like money and so many other things factor into it. So the scariest part is that there is no guidebook in adulting or life and no one is an expert in that like no one you like you you cannot approach someone who you think has figured it out because they haven't like everyone is figuring their own shit out it's easy to feel very alone and isolated in your struggles in adulting or in life but i think the way to combat that fear is to just ask people for help and to recognize you're not yeah. alone i think for me personally the scariest thing is like like you work so hard your whole life for a a grade or you work for you know that validation in a project or praise from your professors and it's like now it's there's nothing like that in the workforce like you just your manager just gives you feedback and 
you just do your job and it's it gets a little confusing like where am i heading like what am i what am i working yeah. towards you know there's no clear like guide or should you be in this job should you do something else like you could do anything and i think that's the scary part yeah. we, we we spend majority of our life working for a grade and validation that once you reach you know once you graduate from college you will never have that again and it's like how do i know if i'm successful in life and the thing is like you won't unless you like define your successes yourself like you are your like you will make your own validations no i like that and it's just like it's just so many things that no one tells you about like finances you know i learned that my bonus was taxed no one told me that things like that where it's just like i wish someone just told me these things so i I at least could expect them and i'm not waiting for like the other half of my bonus like an idiot when it was taxed that would have been nice to know something that people always stress about when you're at least in my current job, is like, oh, like, what do you like? What are you passionate about? And it's just weird because it's like, I don't know. Like, I got this job because I needed a job. And now they're asking me what I'm actually passionate about and what I like and how I can help the company. And I'm like, I just got out of college. Like, am I supposed to know what I'm passionate about already? Like, Another scary part that, <laughs> that no one really talks about or, like, no one teaches you in college is – like finances. <laughs> I mean, now like I live alone and I'm financing myself and my expenses here and I'm literally tracking everything down and I'm like, wow, I can't just like fuck around and blow all my money on <laughs> impulse purchases because then I won't have food to eat for a month. What What do you think, like before we disclosed how terrible adulthood is, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> what, 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 were your, what, what was your perception of adulthood? Or how do we make it look? When when Rida, when you got your job, I was like, I kind of thought I was like, damn, it kind of looks like she's she's there. Like, I mean, because in my mind, every every everything is so like school based right now. So like, when someone is out of school and they're in their career, it's like, oh, like they're they're like they're they're there. Like they're they're they made it. So <laughs> from my point of view, it looks like. Like she's doing, well, she, well, she is, by the way. She it's, It looks like she's doing really well. But then, like, when I hear her now, it sounds like she's like. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm miserable. <laughs> but I mean, right now, what I perceive as adulthood is just going to college because that's just the next step yeah. for me. And when I think about that, I'm absolutely terrified because. I cannot do like shit on my own. <laughs> if you ask me, like I, I cannot. I I'm terrified to like go in the store on my own or like talk to like the cashier or order <laughs> something at a restaurant. And when I think about college, I'm like, well, damn, I'm gonna have to do that every single day. So it's yeah. kind of you have to buy your own groceries. Yeah. <laughs> Not to out my sister or anything, but Stop. she didn't know how to use a credit Stop. card. No. I'm gonna... She was like, how do I swipe okay. it? And I'm like... Okay, in my defense, you before Corona, you just used to hand it to them, and they always used to do it. So then I just... I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, you will have to do everything on your own. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a good example because I live in... I, I still live at home, but Serena is a good example. <laughs> where she's doing everything alone. Yeah, I mean, I, I think one way to just describe it is just 
you will not be swimming in like the kiddie pool anymore. Like you'll just get thrown into the depths of the ocean of adulthood. So you gotta learn to sink or swim, basically. I mean, um, this might be like the mentality that I've been dealing with the past few months living here, but yeah, like, I mean, you've come so far, like you're the smart, intelligent girl, like you will definitely (laughs) swim through adulting and being independent and paying things with a credit card <laughs> um, you'll get yeah, it like, honestly, like you will at, like if you don't know how to do it ask people for help and just admit that you're like lost and confused because like people yeah. were people were in the position that you are in and you know human humans love to help other humans out <laughs> So Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to ask for help if you don't know how to do certain things because that's the only way to learn, right? Like don't, I'd say like, don't act like you know what you're doing and don't ask for help um, because Mm -hmm. that won't get you anywhere. Uh, Definitely like reach out to people, ask for assistance when you need it. Um, Like literally sometimes like I don't know how to count coins. So if they're like... (laughs) If, if I literally take out all my coins in the palm of my hand and I'm like, I don't know what a penny is and what a cent is. And I just I just open my palms to them and they take it out for me and they do it. So <laughs> to this day, I still don't know That's how to funny. count it because people help me. <laughs> That's hilarious. And whenever you feel bad, again, not to like out any of my siblings, but my sibling, like my older brothers didn't know that like salary is taxed like before you get it in your bank account so you're never too old to learn and never too old to ask for help yeah (laughs) because we're all learning together no matter how old you are (laughs) we're all still learning very true i'd also like to say rita doesn't know how to peel a shrimp without (laughs) help um so the fact that you're outing your sister out for not knowing how to credit card i literally in a restaurant had to peel a shrimp for rita <laughs> not just one she peeled all the shrimps in the plate, shrimp in the plate because oh, that like, people usually do it for me or it comes like peeled. and i'm like well it does <laughs> oh i love that it always comes pre-peeled in that example, she asked me for help and I helped her out. But in, in like a third culture kid sense, Safa, you were a third culture kid for a little while, four years, yeah, and then you came back to the U.S. But I mean, you're you're well equipped to deal with uncertainty. I can't say it'll make it any easier for you, but you know how to think on your feet and how to deal with unfamiliar situations, yeah. so you'll be fine. Yeah, the thing about third culture kids is that we're all very adaptable and open-minded and that's honestly the best way to approach life and adulting (laughs) just be open-minded to things and learn to adapt you know again you Mm -hmm. pushed um, out of your comfort zone and you just got to embrace that and relish life with gusto yeah (laughs) that is the only way to do things that kind of it doesn't really move into our next question but what's the next question <laughs> how do you feel shrimp in our next episode no I'm kidding <laughs> i think this is the last question but i guess just 
kind of to wrap it all up, when slash how did you change your life for the better? Or did you ever learn a lesson that changed your perspective on everything in life? It's kind of a very broad question, so take it however you want, but yeah. So looking at this question, like at first, like the first time I read it, I was like, did I change my life for the better? <laughs> we literally sat for like five minutes. We're like, I don't even know if I'm better. Like, is my life better? Am I like, better? Um, <laughs> I haven't felt a significant change. I, I think it, it kind of goes back to romanticizing things. Like when was a small thing that we did that like really helped us? in whatever way it did so it made us think so i appreciate mm-hmm. this question i mean i don't ask myself this question and rita and i don't talk about these types of things <laughs> for me the biggest life lesson i learned is just the importance of being kind and i learned that kind of a difficult part of my life i don't know if i should go into detail a close relative of mine was going through like some mental health struggles and i think a big part of it was just that people forgot how important it was to just have basic human respect and kindness for this person. So I think that kind of made me put a lot of things into perspective, just recognizing like when you're putting your baggage or burden or taking things out on someone that does not need it, does not deserve it. And I think people forget that a lot. I think it's just so important to be kind and respect people and respect what they have to say, what they feel and all that stuff, which is why like I feel like you guys have heard in this podcast, that's what we do a lot. Just being nice to other people, I think, is something I learned a few years back and I've tried to hold on to and um, pay that forward ever since. Yeah. I mean, I can say that you're a very kind-hearted person, Rita. So that's (laughs) that just ties into how that lesson just shaped who you are as a person. So I thought we weren't going (laughs) to cry in this episode. (laughs) For me, one of the things that I guess changed my life in a significant way was moving to New York City in a pandemic and alone and by that I mean like I expect I expected to move in the city with my parents help and to graduate with my friends and all of that was like taken away obviously because of the pandemic but I had to move forward had to continue living and like not let that like hold me back like living here has made me learn that you can either like sink or swim in life. And sometimes like when you feel like the whole world is against you, you can choose to feel personally attacked or you can grow and come out stronger from that experience. Like, you know, that saying where like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And like, honestly, like that's what I learned, like living here and just like, in certain aspects of my life but I guess in relation to that I learned to not be afraid to ask for help especially like when I'm feeling like overwhelmed with my emotions like I tend to like bottle things up and I'm still learning how to ask for help but you know taking that first step of like reaching out to like your friends and your family and people that love you um, and care for you like just just to have someone to listen to uh, to listen to like your thoughts and feelings and to help you out with those things is is a really good life lesson that I'd like to share to you (laughs) and to everyone else (laughs) listening because and I think kind of tying back to your I think you asked two questions how did you change for your life for the better so kind of going to for me to that question 
my answer is therapy. <laughs> um, therapy is something I've recommended to so many people, recommended to anyone listening. I don't care how mentally stable you think you are. You probably you, Therapy is not like a thing you need to necessarily change, but it just helps yeah. so much in, in a way that you can't even quantify. So in that sense, that's also a step I took that kind of helped me make my life better. And kind of what Serena said, like, you know, like making sure that you're comfortable asking for help and support when you need it. Because the, the metaphor I always like to use that my therapist therapist um, told me is that you are a cup and you're filled with water and lots of people will ask for your help and poke holes in you. And if they're constantly just taking from, from you and not replenishing the water inside of you, then it's a very unhealthy unstable relationship so you need to surround yourself with people who are filling your cup just as much as you're giving to them if that makes sense so I like that. don't be afraid to ask for support because so many people lean on support for you so that's just a nice life tip yeah. to remember <laughs> I would agree with that you just saved some people uh, a therapy lesson <laughs> but <laughs> I saved hundred bucks for a session you're welcome <laughs> Do you think that you've changed your life or are going through something that posed you to ask this question? (laughs) There are definitely things, I think, that uh, probably specifically with friendships. I feel like I learned a lot about friendship in 2020. And I found out who is always going to be there for me and who isn't. And I've learned to give my time to those people and cherish them more because they are the ones that truly care for me. And I guess that just changed my outlook on having friends because in the past I've had really messy endings to my friendships and it's always me (laughs) being uh, kind of like left alone. And that really kind of set me up in my mind thinking like oh maybe I'm not you know good enough or maybe they don't want to be my friend because I'm like this and I learned it's it's really it's not me it's not me (laughs) it's actually just they probably weren't right for me I believe everything happens for a reason so yeah it's like you're my sister (laughs) A nice like saying that I tend to stick to is that some people like people are meant to be in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. So, I mean, yeah, it's keeping that in mind. Like, it is definitely not you. There's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) As long as you keep on learning and growing from that, yeah, you'll definitely have very valuable (laughs) friends. I'll give her a hug for you later, I guess. But yeah, echoing what Serena said, I think that obviously friends are still going to come and go. That part of your life isn't over yet. But I think just keeping that realistic, the realistic saying that Serena had, that Serena said, you know, the people will come and go, but the ones who are going to stick around are going to stick around. The ones who don't probably taught you a lesson along the way. So, wow, that was a good session that was a good session that was a whole hour i I I learned something from what we No, i definitely did no i liked this a lot what are 
I'm actually curious. What are your key takeaways from this conversation? That's just like, I mean, probably the main thing is being ready to step out of your comfort zone and not comparing yourself to other people, especially next year for me. Okay, don't compare yourself next year and don't compare yourself to people for the rest oh, of your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a losing yeah. battle. Especially don't compare yourself to people on TikTok. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Biggest yeah. takeaway Absolutely. of a of the generation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but this was so fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you did pose a lot of insightful questions that now I'm like reflecting on my life and I'm yeah. like, did I do anything significant? <laughs> Will I do anything? Will I find my passion? Yeah. The quarter life crisis is real, but we're we were we're glad we had a Gen Z perspective to help help us realize that we maybe we do know yeah. some things and wisdom that we can share with you. So hope you learn something yeah. and don't be afraid to reflect on these questions and ask yourself these questions every now and then. They're good questions. Yeah, right. And, and with, with that, that said, thank you so much for joining us my sister <laughs> thank you for for everything for watching us grow taking all our pictures and being our number one fan supporter you can be oh be afraid to no read in her place and you are not living under her shadow because she can't feel by herself so <laughs> Oh, don't worry. I'll be doing plenty of that. I'll definitely keep Miss Rita in her place. <laughs> I do nothing to these people. I would just like to say, oh. I do nothing. Oh, I'm a man. great sister and a great friend. And then they team up on me and they attack hey, me. Hey, Rita, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? <laughs> oh, take your own advice. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed listening to us and we hope you take a cruise in our honor since we can't and listen to driver's license and cry yeah. on our behalf. Get your driver's license, kids. Well, we will catch you next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.